This episode of Verbal Tap brought to you by NogiBJJGear.com. Use the promotional code VerbalTap15 to get 15% off of your order. Do it! Verbal Tap, we are back after a way too smart of episodes last week, which means it's time to prove fighting is way more fun. When Colby Covington doesn't win, it's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. Of course, with me, Rafa Sparza, <laughs> before we, we introduce the deep sigh, which I named him the lit up asshole, Raf, in our uh, document here as like my opponent. Mm -hmm. Raf, how are you mm -hmm. before we get to our um, our l illustrious guest? A very great guest, but I'm going to get to him in a second. Now, Kev, I'm a little mad at you, and you tried talking me down off a ledge yesterday, but what did I message you about specifically last night? The fact that Denver's putting the smack ass down on your Lakers. We should be up 2-1. One to game, one. one game, but you did <laughs> assure me, though, as I was complaining to you about losing one game to your team, and what did you tell me? It's like, you're still up 2-1. to one. Calm and down. I said it's not three to zero. Oh, it's not what I want. That would and be a sweep. You know what? This has to happen. This is how we get motivated oh. out here in Denver. We're always stoned, so it takes us like two <laughs> or three games to get warmed up. You know what was really annoying to me was watching LeBron, who you know is going to dedicate this to Kobe, passing the ball, and I was like, you can't dedicate this to Kobe and pass a ball. Those you are know mutually... what you have to do, LeBron. <laughs> you can't do it. I agree. You got to shoot it. But... If you're going to dedicate it. The reason why I bring this up, Kevin, is because I had this thought while I was looking at the background, you know, the video wall, and I couldn't help but think, you know, we've been delaying a couple of these episodes, and I realized, holy shit, has Kevin delayed this podcast so that he can be in the background of the NBA playoffs? True story, I applied. I've been trying oh. to get on the Nuggets screen board for, for three weeks, unsuccessfully. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me realize I was really hoping that part of you was going to say, like, yeah, Raf, actually, every podcast we've done, I've been on that board. <laughs> I wish I had that kind of talent and multitasking ability. I do not. Well, one day. Anyway, here's what I can tell you. Our guest has nothing to do with any of that. I just wanted to yell at you about that. And if we'll our guest had been LeBron James as you exited <laughs> that rant, it would have been like, fucking damn, Raf, you have stepped it up, but... <laughs> LeBron James, who I famously loved forever. Everybody knows that for sure. <laughs> and I want to make sure people understand this. It is very weird to watch a playoff series in which I am rooting for LeBron James. I had a very out-of-body experience yesterday as I go, this is strange. But anyway, I digress. Our guest today, not only a black belt, not only a true craft beersman, but... Ooh. A amazing human being, and he was somebody who I met when I was covering out at EBI 15. Yes, children, remember when we traveled and did coverage? That was a thing. <laughs> and he couldn't have been nicer, and I got the opportunity to interview him for Grappling Hour a little bit earlier this year, and he has been doing wonderful protections for his students, hitting the safety protocols. He is just a fantastic human being, and actually, Kevin, a phenomenal artist as well. Well, I thought he was just a graphic artist, but this motherfucker can also draw, which is annoying for a number of reasons. However, uh, yeah, I bring him on today as a form of checking in on not just our friends around the country, but also to make sure that we give him an opportunity to tell us a little bit about this sumo wrestling that he's added to his classes. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the darkness himself. One, Derek Garza. Derek, how are you doing, sir? What's up, everybody from Austin, Texas? I'm doing well. I'm doing well, man. I want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, Kevin, whom I just met about, I don't know, 10 minutes ago, and Raph, an old friend of mine. Um, happy to be a part of your thing, guys. We're yeah. happy to have you. Where did you get the idea to start putting in sumo wrestling? Because when I look at curriculums, it's usually maybe uh -huh. some yoga. Maybe if you're lucky, you're going to get some kickboxing, an MMA class. When I saw sumo in there, I said, oh. And Raph, point of order, I'm on the website. Uh, Dark mm -hmm. Clan Fight Club. That's Clan with a C. DarkClanFightClub.com. <laughs> Fight Lab, excuse me. I just put it Fight in Lab. Club. I'm just <laughs> DarkClanFightLab.com. I don't see any 
I don't even see an overweight instructor, let alone anyone that looks sumo qualified. This is true. So we kind of got reached out. There's a guy that does sumo here. He's kind of, it's his thing. And uh, he was looking for a space to do a tournament. Essentially, the place that he got um, was going to charge him a lot. And they imposed all these restrictions because of COVID. And so he was like, they're not a martial arts gym. Um, you know, and, uh, we have a big spot, you know, I think our, our gym overall is about 6,000 square feet. Our mat space is about 3,500 square feet. So he was like, you've been in, in the community. Do you know any place where we could actually do a tournament and people would feel comfortable with the open space? And I don't know if he was like alluding to like, can we do it at your space? But I was like, that sounds like that might be kind of fun. Um, especially because, you know, we all get into like, people competing as jiu-jitsu competitors and it gets pretty, you know, people, they really compete, man. I mean, they're really going after it and who's the best and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, this is a really cool way to still be like in the martial arts realm. But if you are good at it, like that's awesome. But if you suck at it, which I think most of us are going to suck at it, it's like, it doesn't take anything away from your, from your jiu-jitsu accolades or your school. It's like, we're all, kind of level playing field as novices here. So I just thought it would be kind of a cool thing to bring people together. Um, me and Justin Kizzard of dark circle sumo, um, and do this thing, you know, and kind of have a low threshold, you know, 10 bucks to enter. You can win a cup. You can win, uh, it's like a big trophy, doing some medals and, uh, yeah. And so we put it out there, kind of branded it with the dark land stuff and people just jumped all over it, you know, even to the effect of people saying, oh, there's rivalries between jiu-jitsu schools. And I'm like, no, there isn't because we, we're, we <laughs> suck. I've actually, I've done this against a real sumo guy and I am a black belt and it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They're good. They're good. And they do sumo for a reason. So I'm, I'm just kind of amused about the thing. And uh, so, yeah, that's kind of how that came to be. Okay. Break this down for, for me as okay. a, a lowly purple belt. Because sure. I just can't imagine, like, I have, you know, you get the pedestal of the black belt in your mind, and it's like, sure, mm -hmm. none of those. But what is the difference sumo-wise? Because I love it. I love it when gyms so, do anything weird, right? Takes it, And this, yeah. I don't even know that this is weird. This is pretty awesome martial arts that when you, if you ever watch some of the weird ESPN channels, you can really get into sumo. Yeah. What's the difference? What's the similarities? I'm a little surprised so, to hear you say that the, the black belt doesn't keep you shielded. Well, I feel like, you know, because we're able to like do a lot of tricks, we have like trickery, you know, we can change levels we can go to the floor for a takedown. It's like, there's only really uh, a couple of rules in sumo. Uh, the main ones being the only things that can touch the ground um, are the soles of your feet. So you can't drop down to a knee, change level. I mean, and the other thing is there's a 15 foot circle. You have to stay within that. So, you know, you have um, about, I don't know, four and a half feet behind you when you clash in the middle and it's over pretty quickly. I mean, if you go 30 seconds, that's, that's pretty, that's a pretty long match, but uh, you know, right off the jump, I'm like looking for arm drags and collar ties. And I'm like, Oh shit, I'm already out. Fuck, that was so easy. <laughs> like that was, I was like, he started and we were done before I even started. So yeah, man. Um, you know, it's one of those things where I, I feel very, very much like a beginner. I mean, I am, and uh, we're going, he's a, you know, U.S. national champion. I'm like, dude, I, I know how to grapple. And then the rules are just different. He pushes you out and you're like, oh, that was so fast. That was like, that was like five seconds. And so, I, yeah, that was. You've talked was me into it. Fun. No uh, lapel grabs, it, no nothing, just 15 feet. Nope. Raph, I found a new favorite sport. I'm gonna, and, is dude, there a Denver so sumo club? Hold on. <laughs> I think and Derek. Should, uh, yeah. I'll tell you this much, man. We used to, as like a drill, do that when we used to have a, a mat with a giant circle, much like what you guys have. And yeah. it was the right proportion because it was like that like wrestling ring kind of uh, circle around the mat. And I just remember being like, this is so different. Like I played football a little bit to the point where I learned how to block okay. And suddenly having to relearn that process with what I knew about grappling confused my brain to the point where absolutely <laughs> my whole body started 
just going, what are you doing, dude? Pick a lane. And they would always pair me up because there was a weird differentium of weight sizes. And Kevin knows this guy. Zach and I used to be paired together for the sumo portion. Now, <laughs> Kev, what can you tell me about the difference between my size and Zach's size? I can tell you roughly what you would need at a barbecue competition to really compete. That's how much meat and <laughs> oh. poundage Zach is packing on you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Over. So but... if you guys were like a wrestling tag team, it'd be like, you know, 500 pound combined weight, you know, like the old school. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, yeah, combined, combined weight. weight. <laughs> you say that. However, one of the cruelest things people used to say to me was just because we didn't have certain body types that were around certain sizes, they'd look and I think one time they said, well, Raph, you're essentially the same size as Zach. And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just <laughs> functionally filling in. And, you know, I never wanted to make him feel bad. But then at the same point, he was kind of a, you know, he's a kind of ding dong. So we all love giving him shit. And I go, fine. But it did teach me things that I, I did find were very helpful to grappling because there are a lot of things that we aren't mindful of. And I, I think that's something that's similar where we integrate wrestling and we go, oh, okay, there are things that we don't do as much in jiu-jitsu. Right. I find that same principle within sumo. Did your students find that as well? Um, so, I mean, definitely, I think they're, you know, they kind of viewed it eyes open and jaw kind of drop down to the floor. They see like a black belt who, you know, usually can hang with everybody, just kind of like get pushed out. And they're like, Fuck, even that guy doesn't know what he's doing. So, mm -hmm. yes. Yes, it's eye-opening, but also they're like, well, fuck, we don't, we don't know what we're doing. Like, we don't know what we're doing. Like, none of us do. And so I've been just kind of running practices, and, you know, I'm, like, pretty athletic, doing the arm drags, doing all that good stuff, and it's been good. I'm like, man, I, I think I could make an impact. I'm pretty much like a phenom at sumo. And then the guy came and then he ran a real sumo practice. I was like, dude, I'm terrible at fucking sumo. Like, I'm not a phenom. I'm the opposite of a phenom. I, I don't know this sport at all. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's just kind of crazy, man. We're all learning at the same time. And obviously, some of the bigger people that are not super athletic but can sit their weight down are actually doing better than some of the athletic people that are just used to moving fast. They're like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can't push that person out. So yeah. it's kind of flipped it on its head a little bit, man. Um, they have an entry when you walk in. It's like, you know, we do the fist bump, and they're doing this thing where, like, uh, it's 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 mining. Like, we're opening scripture to the mountains, and then we're showing you we have no weapons. And we're like, this is fucking crazy. This is cool <laughs> as shit. It just I feel like old samurai style, you know? I I'm, I want to go to sumo practice, Raph, because I assume it takes place at a Pizza Hut buffet. You start by trying to get that ass a little thicker, which I'm not joking. I've already Googled Denver Sumo Club, and the first thing that came up was a place called Beta Nightclub that I can assure you all oh. <laughs> is a different kind oh. of sumo wrestling. Like maybe it was the way different it was kind the word of club. Correct. You're definitely going to see, um, I mean, it's it's like an Austin, Texas Tuesday night if you just go downtown. Oh, but well, now it's all dead downtown, so that's I, cool. I refuse to believe that, <laughs> even even amongst it, the... It is. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like all, the, all the stuff in Austin, like you go down 6th Street right now, and there's so many bars that used to be open. They're all like boarded up. It's just, it's a weird, it's weird, man. It's like... You know, restaurants that are open are like open at like fifty percent. You know, you know all the crazy shit. It's, but is it's still here? Is Trudy still doing the Cadillac Margarita? You know what? I don't need to know. Twenty twenty has been rough know, enough. Man. For I don't me. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I now, think it's still open though. So I think I think you can visit when you you know visit. Well, Derek, let's let's move yeah. a little bit away from that, and I want to ask you. Okay. You know, one of the things that I talked about immediately when I did EBI coverage was uh -huh. brujitsu and i know you told me a little yeah. bit about this story on uh grappling hour but i think it's really important uh -huh. that our listeners on purple tap hear how that came together because i thought when i went to that and i came back and i, I came on the show and i remember talking about it very vividly and i think people got my side of it but i don't think they got your side of how you started putting those together and and why you were putting them together 
Yeah, man. So Brujitsu, I mean, essentially, you know, we were at the old Eastside Austin Elite, which is a really big place. I think the whole gym, you know, is like 12,000 square feet. That closed down. And so we were out without a home. And one of the times before we were um, closed down, we, we were just, you know, kind of like very lax, not traditional jiu-jitsu uh, gym. We were hanging out. We had just trained, and there had been a UFC party that Saturday, which was like Monday, and we have beers. There's like a cooler right next to us. So we do training, we grab a beer, and then we just, you know, shooting the shit with our friends. And, of course, the, the jokes come out, and we, we call it brujitsu, take a photo or whatever. And so that kind of just that name kind of stayed with us. But when we closed down, um, I was looking for a spot. And in the interim, didn't want to lose momentum. So one of my friends, uh, Jason Freed, he was working at Zilker Brewing uh, Company. He had, they had space in the back, and they, he asked if I'd be interested in hosting like an open mat there just while we get it all up and running. And so I was like, yeah, man, um, you know, we're going to label it or we're going we're gonna to brand it Dark Clan. And before Dark Clan Fight Lab came to be, it just became Dark Clan Brujitsu. And so the, the premise of this thing was like three hours of open mat with some music playing, you get two pints of beer for 20 bucks. You get to hang out with your friends. And so it really gave us an on-ramp to like the kind of stuff that we do at Darkland where it's like, we're, we're not, you know, the traditional, like um, we just go to the IBJJF. We hang out as a crew and then we have some barbecues. It's like, dude, we're doing all kinds of crazy shit. We're doing blood sport uh, movie night. We're doing uh, ice baths with like the Wim Hof shit, you know? So, we were just trying to do something different that, you know, Austin is kind of known as like a pretty lax town. And I just felt like, you know, being a successful gym in one of the most sought out cities in America, it's really easy to, you have to really differentiate yourself from the pack. And I felt like this was one of those things that uh, people could get behind. And they did like, in a big way, man, it was like people were coming in from, you know, Hey, we heard about your thing on Reddit. Uh, we're visiting from New York, visiting from California and they come and they, they roll and everybody's having a good time. And it was just fun, man. It's like beer and fun and jujitsu. And it really just kind of kept us together. So yeah, that's how that went, man. Hell yeah. I like the idea of combining any sort of, Especially if you're going to ask me to get in an ice bath, it's like, can I have a bourbon? Uh, a beer, yeah, a beer will yeah. work, right? <laughs> That's true. But Raph raved yeah. about the the brew jitsu, and in a way, he rarely raves. So that's always uh, it was. And just to get into some backstory, I used to travel to Austin quite a bit, um, and all, yeah. a lot of us have, you know, it's just a great place. I consider Denver, Colorado, sort of like. Uh, colder, less surrounded by, um, I was about to say white supremacist version of Austin, but oh, no. uh, well, no, that's, that's the rest of Texas, man. Yeah. Except for Houston, Houston and Austin are great places. And so is the that's gay district true, in Dallas. True. I enjoy all three of those, yeah. some of them more than others, but it's an interesting facet to combine something. The city's kind of known for that kind of weirdness along with something that, yeah. that it's also really there's some elite jujitsu and MMA coming out of Austin, Texas on a very routine basis now. So it's an interesting I think, combo. I think so, man. I think, you know, as far as Texas goes, and I mean, definitely want to shout out all those other cities, but I think we're known in Austin as like a uh, no-gi hub, you know? And so um, you have a lot of really good competitors, man, from, from different schools. And the cool thing about it is, and maybe this is everywhere, but like they aren't kind of cross-trained with each other so like you'll see you know somebody who's been on ebi um you know and then somebody who's it's like is the ibjjf champion you know and they're just like all mixing it up man and so um the gi is is loved here obviously people still love jujitsu but i feel like um austin is really known for the no gi and there's a lot of those type of schools. And uh, so, yeah, man, I just wanted to jump in the mix and at least be a part of it. You don't have to be the best. I mean, obviously, there's so many good people. But I wanted to set ourselves apart by being like, okay, you guys are pretty decent at jiu-jitsu, but you guys are real fucking fun. That's what I wanted, like, for my students and my clients to be like, 
I'm actually part of Darkling. Like, yeah, it's, he's not a world champ, but man, that dude fucking knows how to like uh, keep us motivated with just fun shit. Again, and I have to tell you, oh, go ahead, Ref. I begged him because he was like, "Oh, you know, we're gonna get a spot soon." And I go, "Please don't stay here forever. Please <laughs> stay at this spot forever." And I understood what he was logically telling me, Kev, but if only there was a way I could truly describe to you. Imagine walking into a bar and then you kind of get greeted there and everybody's so nice and everybody's so great. And then you keep going in the back and there's just a whole storage area in back that just perfectly has the like most amazing amount of mat space that you say, I don't want to leave here. I choose to stay here and he goes well you can stay here but we're not going to be here anymore and i go it's okay it's willing to be worth the risk i'll stay here for the beer but if you leave the mats i'm not going to complain and i gotta tell you yeah, man, man it was just so refreshing to see your students i rolled with so many of your students i rolled with you i got an opportunity to yeah. really meet and and understand that community and i left with such a a great impression of it that i will beg this as an actual thing I will make this statement right yeah. here. No okay. EBI or combat jujitsu has had a better open mat. And that is a challenge to every other version that they have had. They have traveled a bit and I can guarantee you this. And I've heard tales of people having open mats and I've been here for most of them out in LA. Nothing has beaten that one, Kev. Shout out Darkland Fight Lab. For that. <laughs> I'm happy to be a part of that. man. And you should be, man. So let's let's do this. So, you know, we're going to make a transition in a few seconds where okay. you and Kevin are going to be rivals. But, uh, Kev, do you need to get any information about Derek before you start making that transition? Yeah. And so obviously I've done some some research here. Right. He starts training right. jujitsu at Paragon BJJ in Corpus Christi, mm -hmm. Texas, one of the mm -hmm. cities in Texas that did not need a shout out. That's that's a one. <laughs> You're that's uh, the hometown. <laughs> oh my bad. I'm not gonna be. I'm not mad at that. But there are gonna be some Corpus people that are gonna want to kill you when you hear that. They shit. already do. They don't even know me. <laughs> they just yeah, found yeah, out. Okay, I cool. read Howard Zinn's A People's History of the United States, and they're like, "Don't need him. Just don't need him with yeah. us." I see a little bit about where your your presence of jujitsu came from, your passion for it, and uh -huh. I I would like to tell uh -huh. Dark Clan Fight Club. Fight laugh again. Fight I'm gonna laugh. do that 18 times. Fight Sorry, lab. people. And don't worry. The audience is even screaming into the podcast. It's fight lab, and it's clan with a C. Yeah. That got me in a little Google trouble the first time. You're, oh yeah, man. You're also listed in your Insta profile as comedian. Do you mind yeah. telling me where that came? Like, I see an open mic picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, no disrespect to like those of you that actually do it. Um, cause I don't, I don't really do it anymore, but the whole reason I got into like, uh, so I was living in Houston and, uh, came down for a show at Cap City Comedy Club, RIP, it just closed down. Um, but I came down for a show and I, man, I had been a fan, um, Richard Pryor growing up, you know, I'm like from the seventies. So man, it's like all the older Eddie Murphy. Uh, and so I just always thought it was amazing to be able to captivate people with just words and just telling stories. So I came back or went back to Houston from Austin and I was just like, I'm going to do that. So, you know, me just like kind of jumping into things. I like ordered some books and just started writing. I was like, I just got to write. It's got to keep writing. And I would say probably within like a few months, like within six months, I was going to move to Austin. The, the plan, it was either, uproot my family again and try to move to LA and try to make something happen. And I'm like, I don't know anybody in LA, man. Austin is kind of the weird hub of like art shit in Texas. So let's do that. So I moved to Austin and within the first couple of weeks, I'm doing open mics, Cap City Comedy Club, the Velveeta Room. And, you know, is it Velveeta? I, like, I thought it was velvet when I tried to get on that place. No, uh, like, that might explain velvet. some things, Rap. Yeah. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah, they're like, um, so yeah, I mean, so that was that. But then right around this time, I moved here. I think I was here maybe six months in Austin and I got my black belt. And then all of a sudden, people are like, I'm teaching. I got offered a full time teaching job. And then I just found out that I was, uh, 
you know, to do comedy, I'm having to hang out in bars all the time, kind of late night. And I'm not a huge drinker. So I'm like, eh, I don't know. It just seems like a lot of work. Yeah. Uh, also to juggle with the jujitsu, you know? So the whole idea of the, the light of darkness podcast was to have a comedy podcast, bring on some of my interesting friends that I meet through uh, jujitsu, whether they're actors or something traumatic happened to them and really just dive into these, really um, authentic conversations that are candid and be able to like uh, broach these subjects that are like kind of hard, but then have a sense of humor about it. So it's like just palatable for, for people. So the light of darkness podcast came out of the comedy thing. I still feel like, you know, in the things that I write or whatever, it's still always with the comedic um, sense, but actually jumping on stage, I haven't done that in a while. But I still contend it's just the point of view. I'm just doing, yeah, I fucking think comedies and everything. So, yeah. Well, sir, as a fellow occasional frequenter of the Sunday <laughs> open mic at the Cap City Comedy Lounge. All right. Happy to embrace here before Raph. I, I've got all I need. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm all right. ready. I'm well, I have right. to. Do it in the effort of fairness offer uh, okay. you Derek an opportunity to ask Kevin any questions you may have that may fuel any help for shit talking that you may need when we transition mm. to over under Kevin. Let's see, man. Um, no, I'm going to, I'm going to fly by the seat of my pants. I won't, I won't go for the family. I won't, I don't know if you have kids. I'll, I'll leave the women and children out of this. Excellent. That's, that's all I got. Okay, well, like now, a true on, Texan, did that need to be said? I, I guess we'll leave the women and children out of this. That's Texas's government motto for a long time. <laughs> Before we lose anybody in Texas, this is the brown guy. Fuck you, Texas! On I'm about Shut to up. go into fifth year rap. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna re. Well, you guys this are in call. California, right? He's well, in, I'm in California. California. I'm in Denver, Colorado, and I was raised in Kansas. And we like to think of ourselves oh. as Texas without the fame. Yeah, we're still in Texas without the Texas. Well, maybe <laughs> or the oil money Texas or the really fun cities. <laughs> we're missing a lot of things Texas has, but we've got the attitude. Shut up, both of you. As the resident Hispanic person on this show, <laughs> let me just tell no, you something. We're both. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're you're ish. You 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 fit in many different profiles, Derek. I'm gonna That's tell you guys. True, man. I want ethically ambiguous. You are, and it's very difficult to pin that down. We'll do a full 23 (laughs) and me before the episode's over, but I do want to tell people this as a way to kind of uh, hit home. Uh, We love Selena. So, Texas, you're back on our side. Salinas. Yeah, man. Yeah. There is no better yeah. scene in all of entertainment cinema than I do anything for Salinas. <laughs> now, and then me, a bitty bitty bum bum starts yeah. playing as they pull off. Shit's I'm surprised great. how how popular she is outside of, of Texas and Corpus Christi. I well, mean, I'm, like anytime I hear people that are like around the world that say that, or I see something on the internet, I'm like, fuck, she really was popular. I mean, she was just a local chick when I lived in Corpus. She's from that town. And I was like, you know, I never got into Tejano music. So I'm like, yeah, she's all right. And then when my brother told me, dude, she got shot. I was like, oh, so is she going to be okay? Like, she's okay? It's like, no, dude, she's dead. I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, okay. Man, it's a rough like one, I man. The yeah, I, I, I the boat on I that will one. tell you this, though. One of the funniest things that you will find is that you know, we, we try to train everybody to watch Selena and, and get the understanding of why she was so important. Mm-hmm. So to the point where anytime somebody mentions Selena about my, you know, around me to my wife, my wife, who is not at all an ethnicity, definitely goes, Same. you mean St. Selena's? And I go, yeah, no, I've trained her well. She she knows exactly what to refer to her as. <laughs> so anyway, listen, I admire your bravery. Little sidebar to Kevin. Kev, can I? Can I like Derek? Could you you do you mind like putting some earmuffs on real quick? Earmuffs. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do that, do that right now. Got you. So, Kev, um, when I rolled with Derek, and I really need to be forthcoming with this, 
um, he did that thing where like he heel hooks you, but has like so much time where he can like stare at your eyes like, bro, I'm heel hooking you. And then you just kind of have to accept it. So like I know that he's giving you a little bit of a rope a dope and not asking you any questions right now, but I think that's actually worse. Yeah, it makes me nervous. Um, the the veering lanes of comedy jujitsu, but I'm gonna put a strong face on ref. I've, right, I've got a good enough. buzz going. I'm gonna be ready to roll. All right, oh. Derek, earmuffs off. Yeah, earmuffs off, man. Didn't hear shit you guys said. Perfect, exactly. And I think that's a great <laughs> opportunity for us to transition to the game of over under Kevin. All right. Yeah, hit it early. That's how excited you, I was. You did. <laughs> I was like, you before I could even finish it. I was like trying to get the sentence out. And I was I hovered just... over the button, and I guess I uh, went too sensitive on the touchpad. My you apologies. You're happy on that one. I was just like, Jesus Christ. Way better than the times that you're like, now we go to over under Kevin, and it's a minute of silence while I fumble <laughs> around. Way better. Any. And the best part is you don't edit it. Like, you don't change the podcast. It just is there. No, you don't need to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll let you know that I've got many people who like go, are you really mad when Kevin does that? I go, every, every time. It's legit. That's oh. <laughs> a genuine anger. You'd be surprised. <laughs> it's like you clearly have not been around producer rap enough. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a segment of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. My name's Raph. I host this portion of the show. Now, the way this works, it's very simple. Each participant gets 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win at UFC 253 we do the entire card but we do it out of order now granted whoever gets the most picks right technically wins however we value trash talk here in our hearts way way more now kevin you know this but you may not know this derek which is we give 15 seconds to say who you think is going to win and if i so deem it i will give you 15 seconds of rebuttal time to clarify a point just to get some more insight, do you understand the rules, Derek? I do. I do. I also, let me just say, I feel like I'm a lamb to slaughter right now. It's uh, I just joining us, and he's very seasoned. I can I can tell. Um, so yeah, let's do it, man. Let's let's go. Happy Derek, I gave you the opportunity to ask questions. <laughs> you could make I'm fun a samurai, of them. Man, let's like, just die. <laughs> well, yeah, let's but you're it. the one that was like, oh, no women and children, and I bet you're rethinking no women and children, that. Man. Now. No, I'm not. <laughs> I have no children that I currently claim on my taxes. I'm not saying I don't have children in the world. I've done right. some things. I'm just saying I don't presently acknowledge any of their existences either because I don't know or I don't care, Raf. I'll let the audience Neither did my decide. dad. Neither did my, my saying dad. has always been prove it. And sometimes they try. Anyway, Kev, do you understand the rules? I will tell you it's hard to even sit on the same microphone situation as someone who besmirched ice cream with some online propaganda. Do I think the drawing's cool? Sure, maybe I do. But do I see my favorite flavor of vanilla wielding a knife in some counterattempt to get me to enjoy its deliciousness? Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying we're all going to scream. (laughs) <laughs> I like that. Well, we're going to start off this game very quickly, and we're going to do it in the light heavyweight division. Kevin, you are going to start us off by telling us who's going to win between Caddis Imbrigavov and Danilo Marquez. Kev, you've got 15 seconds on the clock. Go. You are so fucked with the names tonight. Somebody I recently, I don't know who we were talking to that was like, well, there's a lot of travel restrictions on the UFC. It's like, not according to this card. They brought in everybody <laughs> from countries you've never even heard of. I'm going to go with Igramigov. Because you know how pissed he is. He's had to spell that every time he's been asked. It's like, Ibrag, I'm sorry. How the F do you say this? So I'm just going to go with him on angry last name syndrome. Plus, other guy not pictured. Not a good sign. Let me just go ahead and say I want to change my read on that name. Um, I think I'm going to change it to Ibrag iMovie. It does so. look like oh, Ibrag yeah. iMovie. Yeah. It was true, just, true. Uh, that's all. <laughs> Phonetically, so, super easy to spell. Let's say this one. Derek, I've got 15 for yeah. you. Who do you got? Um, I can pick the same dude. You can pick whoever you want, man. You got 11 seconds. I'm going to pick the same dude. Here we go. Russia versus Brazil. I am picking the wrestler over the jiu-jitsu guy. I don't care if he's a kickboxer. He's going to put on his back. He's losing. That's who I pick. Kevin, is Derek starting to sell out the sport of jiu-jitsu right now? 
he already did with his sumo <laughs> yeah, conversion. <laughs> He's it. I'm you're it. Uh, just based off of my most recent knowledge, I've got him at the 14 foot range. I'm about to push him out of this 15 footer. It's probably not shaped like a back. football field, is it? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, Derek, what do you have to say in response to that? Are you really at the edge by already pick number one by going the same way that Kevin is? No, no. It's, this is the art of war. I'm rope doping, man. Okay, okay. Well, well, that's dangerous to hear. Speaking of which, we're going to stay with you for this welterweight bout, which, by the way, right. is between Diego Sanchez and Jake Ooh. Matthews. Derek, you've got 15 go. I'm going to go ahead and say we're going to go with Diego Sanchez. Who's crazier than Diego? He's going to bring it. I don't know how, but he just doesn't stop moving forward. So I go with that guy. Okay, Kevin, do you have a difference of opinion? 15 for you. Well, I think Sun Tzu's crazier, the Chinese military strategist, <laughs> that I guess our communist sympathizer Texan oh. is now quoting openly. Um, I'm yeah. going to go, <laughs> I'm going with, uh, I can never tell the difference between the New Zealand and the Australian flag. Sue me, but wherever he's from, <laughs> Matthews. <laughs> okay. Uh, did you expect that we were going to have a uh, very spirited communism drop? And how does that make you feel as a Texan, Derek? 15. Um, what, what is the, the thing? Uh, fake news. This is fake news. This is what I'm saying. Everything that he says right now, it's fake news. It's, it's not fake real. news. You're injecting Kevin, yeah. TikTok into our dishwashers, our <laughs> veins, and you're obviously pushing a very communist strategy. And as a Denverite, I couldn't be more in support of it. Rest All right. Is that what they're we called, Denverite? I don't think so, uh, but wow. I don't give a shit. They can't use a <laughs> turn signal. We, Not yeah, you along with the people of uh, <laughs> Dallas <Colorado> suburbs. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kev, you're going to keep this party going, and it is with oh. a flyweight bout between Kai Kara France, weird, and Brandon Roy Val. Go, yeah. First of all, they shouldn't have people this small fighting. This one would really benefit oh. from a halftime where they have to do sumo. It's like, do you weigh less than? Um, an old country buffet at lunchtime, great. Then you are not allowed to do purely fighting. Rubber versus rubber. I'm going with Kara France because I like hyphenated last names. All right, All right, Derek. Who do you got on this one? 15. I'm going to go opposite uh, Brandon Royval. Um, they're both 125 pounds, which means that 125 pounds of they don't care how big you are, they will punch you in your fucking face. Test them. If so they're tall enough to reach it, just no. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> just like to point out to all of our vertically challenged listeners, thank you for making it this far in. We understand if you have to make choices at this point, but we'd prefer if you stay. Kara France is five four. On the head. He can't ride the Mamba at Worlds of Fun. That's a joke for Kansas people. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Kev. Hey, Derek, you're going to continue on. Yeah. It's a women's bantamweight right. bout between. Ketlin? That's not a real name. That's a stupid name. Viera <laughs> and Sajara Eubanks. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to pick Ketlin uh, over Eubanks simply based on the photo and okay. who I would uh, send a text message to. That's just, that's how I'm going. That's, oh, that's what we're doing she- here. Kev, I think he's in- <laughs> engaging on the sliding into the DMs category of picking somebody is there one of them you will slide into first well i'm not i'm kind of first of all i'm kind of stuck on the fact that eubanks is also five four and maybe i need to ride that train like uh you know that's what Ooh, i went with Car- you seen the photos though no i'm i did a different type of train riding i'm talking about my care of france <laughs> like maybe i'll just find all five four fighters and just go with that and uh-huh. see how it goes this is a draw match I'm going to go with Eubanks because I effing love the Tonight Show band. Thank you. Appreciate that, Kev. On behalf of those of us who work there. Hey, here's a featherweight. Another talented Kevin out there. You know, there's not just Uh, one of us, ref. There's there's two of us. God. Brandon Marcellus forever, everybody. Anyway, featherweight bout between Shane Young and Ludovic Klein. Kevin, you start off. 
first of all, you're you want to get into made up names. And poor Ladovit didn't make the ESPN roster. He's just a gray ghost, and he's plus one hundred five. And I like Ooh. his spirit. That he's from Norway, and this goes against my whatever that. If it's an Australian, I'm no closer to knowing if it's Australian or New Zealand. So I'm gonna go with Klein. All right, Derek. Who do you have on this one? Shane Young. Also. Shane Young is a New Zealander, so I don't know if you picked on the basis of the country, but uh, it might be the same. That Am I wrong? helps me with the flag situation. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Derek, are you at all worried about Kevin's lack of geography knowledge? No, because I think I'm in the same boat, so I feel like we're uh, blindfolded trying to swipe swords at each other. I don't know who's going to live or die. But, Stop uh, flirting. It's a, it's a good to go. Slide into that All right. DM. <laughs> well, let me tell you something real quick. Blindford and Soul exciting. I call that as a bad name. Thank you, Kevin. Good I way. appreciate oh. it. Uh, it is a light heavyweight bout. And this one, I will actually put 23 seconds on the clock. Derek, you start us off. Who has this one? Who will win the title between Dominic Race and Jan... Black wits, go. I say Dominic Reyes. I like his composure. I think he's got good power. I think he's versatile. Other guy, uh, definitely powerful. Um, I can't say his last name, but uh, yeah, I like <laughs> I like Dominic Reyes in this match. I think he's a new uh, light heavyweight champion. Kevin. He's not 5'4", but he is 6'4". And I'm going to go ahead and continue to ride that train. <laughs> it's... Uh... It's uh, getting harder to get a, like, a nice sign on the side, but I got to go with Reyes. One, I can't vote for someone named Jan. It's just not happening. You might as well be Canadian. Ooh. I think he, actually think he it's might Jan. be. Yeah, I think it's Jan. <laughs> it is pronounced. Let's be very clear. It is pronounced We're in America. Jan. We're Texas here. Jan. Well, either way, Jan was the worst Brady sister. I'm going right. with Reyes. This is easy. And. Wow. Uh, no, I don't have anything further. <laughs> There's no reason to say further, Kevin. I think we understand if by any chance Yan ever listens to this show. Yan? Who knows? Yan if Yan Jane. gets uh Yeah, if you little... ever listen to this show, I definitely live in Denver. I live in yeah, mm-hmm. in Colorado. <laughs> if you ever want to take this up with anybody. I live in Colorado, guys. Genius. My name's Kevin. <laughs> Kevin? Speaking of which, if you could tell us <laughs> which heavyweight is going to win between Juan Espino and Jeff Hughes. 15 on the clock for you, sir. Funny, Raph, you made this one up. Nope, actually just found it. Okay, scary <laughs> tattoos aside, <laughs> Espino looks like he lost too much weight. He's got that pectoral thing going on, which means he's going to be angry on camera. And guess how tall he is, Raph? Six four. He said five four heavyweight would be amazing. <laughs> He's just one big mother. Two hundred fifty pounds. It's like good luck finding his face. No, he's six four. I'm going with Espino. Derek, same question. Who do you got? I'm going to pick Jeff Hughes uh, based on the fact that he looks like he would wear a cap out. He does actually. Hold on, I want to. I don't like uh, my opponent, but that was. Uh, I concede that point, Raph. He does look like a tap out shirt wearer. And if, Jeff, if Hughes is listening, I'm from Austin, Texas. I run an amazing gym out of there called the Dark Clan Fight Lab. Got it. Fight Fight Club. Fight, fight Lab. Club. You can find us online. Head instructor. Yeah. Well, listen, Derek. <clears throat> You're going to yeah. tell us who's winning between this light heavyweight bout between William Knight and Aleska Kimmer. Billy Knight, Billy Knight, Billy right. Knight. Go. Okay. That's, that's where we're going. Billy Knight based on that. I don't want to call him William. I think Billy Knight's a cool name. Kevin, do that's you my subscribe pick. to this Billy? <laughs> like, interpolation what, what's the hate with william here kev i mean it was william clinton and he shortened it to bill so i just it's the mm. billy part that's like he's not eight like we can give him just bill um <laughs> yeah i'm going with Kamor because he's undefeated 
Um, and I, I will also say, Knight has like the rare black and white photo, and Kamor has the rare, just gray ass alien photo. Oh no, it's not rare. It's like have to be. I don't understand this. ESPN, how many millions of dollars do you need to get an iPhone picture of these guys? You a holes. We're the worldwide leader in sports, but we couldn't afford a picture of Kamor. Sorry. Well, in all fairness, this is on ESPN too. That's oh. And ESPN Plus. I'm looking at your profile. There's you and a gi. So clearly, uh-huh. fake photos can be found all over the internet. They could find one. It's really easy to Photoshop. <laughs> it's so easy. <laughs> you just Photoshop the gi on. He's like, I won't even wear it. Yeah, man. It's like, that's not even a real black belt, guys. <laughs> now, Kev, here's an important thing that we need to tell the guests. Normally, there is a wager, and it's never monetary because we all do jujitsu. But, Kevin, what are some examples of wagers that have been made on the past of this show? I'm on a heater. Um, some exchanging of T-shirts, some social medias. I just had to give a five-star review. Oh, my God. I don't remember to what podcast, Ref. Who were the no, two? No, Kevin. No, no, no. Who were the two brothers? Not brothers. Who were the, the two Bolo guys? From... Bros. The Bolo Bros. That's right. Because I got dis- I couldn't discern them from that awesome bluegrass band I found online. Bolo Bros. I we had we tied, so I owed them a five star review, and they owed us one. Um, stuff like okay. that. Once I had to pose like Uriah Faber, and I guess I looked the wrong way and lost the contest, even though it's BS. John Evans had a All mop right. on his head, but you you get the gist. Just your baseline prank stuff, you know. Uh, change dogs, change jobs for a week, whatever you want to do. We'll just do something like that. So, okay. Derek, okay. without saying what it is, don't say what it is if you have one. But do you have a bet just off the top of your head? Uh, no. Okay, here's the good news. (laughs) You got three fights to figure one out, so we're going to come back to it in just a few seconds. But in the meantime, Kevin, you're going to continue this party. Loser has to reopen the Cap City Comedy Club, just off the top of my head. Well, well, some rumblings about some about Joe Rogan. I don't know, so we'll see. Oh, Look at that. Joe Rogan spending all that Spotify money right now. He'll call it the Bro Uh, City Comedy Club. It is the Bro City, bro. You didn't know that, bro? He (laughs) he shines the yellow light, and you just have to talk about whatever your favorite conspiracy theory is. Like, that is so interesting. Yeah. Joe Rogan's the only person that shines the light, and it means talk for two more hours. (laughs) (laughs) I love DMT, but I thought they gave me too much for an open mic. I was really starting to feel uh, dizzy. So here's what I'm going to tell you real quick. I will tell you guys. Things are looking good. We've got just a couple more fights left. Kevin, you're going to start us off on this one. In a featherweight bout between Hakim Dadu and Zuberia Tukhug Ov. This was the specific fight. I was like, Raph is so fucked. If he doesn't practice Hakim (laughs) Dawadu and Zubaira Tukhugov, he's never even going to realize. Let's be very clear. Hakim Dawadu sounds like a fucking Star Wars name that you go, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Or... Or a center for the Rockets. Like, he just sounded so <laughs> ready to roll, rule ass. And, of course, you know, 145 pounds is a respectable weight class, I guess, um, if I was missing a leg. I am going to go with <laughs> Tukagov, and that's purely hey. based on just being a badass Iranian. And it's important to note, I don't know what the Iranian flag is, but that's what I... Th- oh, it's Russia. Perfect. Wait, I didn't even... Iran? He's from Russia. No. What? <laughs> Ignore me. I was, like, I was like, what am I... What? Somehow All Russia right, has yeah. a free pass to this country. Who could have guessed, Derek. Raph? That's what I'm going to do for my conspiracy yes. hour. Thank you, Kevin. Derek, you go now. 15. Uh, Hakeem Dawadu. I'm not going to pick that guy. He does sound like a Star Wars character that people would be up in arms about not getting enough... Uh, screen time, so I'm going to go opposite and pick the Chechen, Russian, as the winner. Allegedly. We don't know what he is. <laughs> right. He's got an Iranian <laughs> flag, and maybe Kevin just doesn't know yeah. geography, but I don't he know. He doesn't, but you did say that. 
here's some good news. I literally just saw us go into negative ratings in all of those countries. So, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's like they downloaded the podcast and then pushed it back into the internet. So it's fine. I actually might go check it's and see if we have what our Iranian listenership is like. I know our Russian one off the top of my it head. It exists, Kevin. That's the weirdest part of our show is whenever we get those randos that show up in different countries that go, uh-oh, we've definitely done jokes on that country. Yeah, sorry to Norway again for that rant That's from 15 podcasts ago, but they know. <sighs> Derek. Never apologize to Nigeria. Just letting you know that. <laughs> oh, God. Where the <laughs> fuck does that come from? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Saying, they have a bad track record with emails and shit. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Now, Derek, you're going to keep this party going as well. Lightweight bout between right. Brad Riddle and Alex De Silva. Go. Brad Little. Is that what you said? Brad Riddle. <laughs> right down. I'm like, I'm like looking for this. Oh, okay. So we're going to go Alex. No, well, I'm going to pick Brad Riddle. That's who I'm going to pick. The Quake. That's my pick. Okay. I don't really okay. have a. I don't have a, a good reason for that, but I like his name better. So, yeah. Gotcha. Kevin, is he starting to second guess his picks? I'm sorry, Raph. I'm completely distracted. I just noticed we have more listeners from Tehran than we do Phoenix. Oh. So I think maybe we've been talking shit on the wrong. Uh, fuck you, Arizona. What was Who was the fight? <laughs> uh, Brad Rydell and Alex De Silva. Little Silva. I actually saw this one. Yeah. Um, let me get, first of all, who did you pick, Derek? I uh, picked Brad Riddle, the Quake. His name's the Quake? That's his nickname? Yeah. Well, yeah, you can get... Also, <laughs> there might be some neurological issue. I don't know. <laughs> He's, oh, no. He has the Quakes. It's like he just occasionally <laughs> yeah. fits into outbursts of shaking his neighbor's house. Or shaking, yeah. I'm yeah. actually going to go with Riddle as well because Vegas has got me all nervous here. He's minus 310. So Vegas is like, no, the Quake is his superhero name. He's our first soup in the game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Riddle. Plus maker of middle school football equipment. Right well, Kev, good news. <laughs> I've got 30 seconds on the he clock. He just made a, a grease reference, Raph. I know. Okay. That's how you know he's truly lived a life. It's like, who the hell is dropping grease? Corpus Christi would have kicked you out if you had referenced grease out in public. So it's a good thing he's in Austin. It's like, was that a musical reference? You're out, buddy. Here's your eviction letter. (laughs) It happened to me in Kansas. You know, you suck one dick in college. They just won't have it. Kicked me out. I knew the rules going in. (laughs) I knew the rules (laughs) going in. Well, Kev, I've got 30 seconds on the clock right now. For the main fight, the one we've all been waiting for, Israel Adesanya taking on mm. human steroids. Kevin, mm. who do you have? Uh, you know, I'm such a big fan of steroids. I'm such yes. a big fan of abs. <laughs> I think the whole package is nice. But this is one where I got to go in 19-0 and versus 13-0. and but it's got to be Adesanya. I'm not prepared to go with Paulo Costa yet because he does have to travel to um, Abu Dhabi for these fights. And mm-hmm. steroids tends to get a little upset if you do international travel. That's what Anderson Silva taught me. Plus, can I just say I would really like Adesanya to level up? I want him to bring Gabby Union and the cast from um, Bring It Bring It On. And just do like a really cool backflip where then he turns it into a cheer routine. He's like standing on people's hands. Right, <laughs> wait for it. That's what happens if we swagger it up and there are no rules in Abu Dhabi. You can hire people to do that. You can just ask the government. It's easy. Can we also discuss the possibility of a backup plan? Like what if that dude eats it in the middle of the dance and then all of a sudden they go, oh, fuck, we're out of main event. That would be amazing. I don't mean it would only be funny if it was an asshole. Like if Colby Covington's out there stretching and tears his ACL while he's just like getting warmed up on the way in. Are, are we talking about Tony Ferguson? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I guess we kind of are. It's like BJ Penn suffered a concussion before his fight. It's like, what was he doing? 
Yeah, he's, he's bashing like, his head into like, a brick wall um, to get it tougher for the fists. It's like, oh god. Yeah, he's he's running and sliding in socks on glossed floors. <laughs> Derek, <laughs> I've got thirty seconds for you to tell us who's going to win in the main event between Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa. Go. I'm going to say Paulo Costa, uh, based on the fact that Adesanya did not have an easy time with Gastelum whom I felt uh, was not as, maybe not as explosive and didn't do shit against Romero. And I think Paulo did a pretty good job against him. So that's my pick. I think that's going to be the new champ. Ooh, actually here to comment on that. Kev, I've got some notes here. We, we have somebody here to comment that he didn't do anything to uh, (laughs) one, uh, Yoel Romero, do you do you mind if I mute myself? You mute. Let's bring on um, steroid champion and uh, advocate for non-gay rights or gay Jesus. It's still unclear. Gay Jesus. Yoel Romero. Yoel, how are you, sir? I'm a big fan. Big fan. Oh, hi everybody! I want to tell you I love you all. Okay, but Easy, he. I think he go win this one. Well, hold on. You're against the steroids of Costa? Like, I thought he had the same juice guy you did. What are we doing no, here? No, no, I love steroids. You know that. You not tell me if I love steroids <laughs> or no, okay? But I tell you, he on too many steroids. So I go for uh, more different Grace Jones. What is Ooh. too many steroids? Is that like the Lance Armstrong, where it's like I'm injecting bull semen to cover up <laughs> some the trazodone? It's actually the name of my one-man play, Too Many Steroids. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be bull semen. Can I talk you into bull semen? You think about it. Rest on it. We'll talk tomorrow. Yeah, no, of course. Uh, do you have uh, a question for uh, the guy who are here? Yeah. No, I mean, does he have one for me? Uh, Derek, you have a question for Yoel? Um, no, man, just... Um... Thanks for being an inspiration. I'm going to keep loving that gay Jesus. Okay, well, you definitely have hosted a podcast before if you had no question for me, so I guess I never show up on your show now. Anybody, I got to go now. Bye, everybody. I love you. Bye, bye, Yoel. It's such a, that it's was, such a Christian amazing, name. You guys, you guys have some really good guests on this show. I really, really appreciate that. That's what happens when you do this for almost eight years. You it's, get around yeah, to the point beautiful. where, man, they just show up, Kev. They can't stop that's, showing. It's in his writer. I, I asked Verbal Tap Legal. I was like, I can reject Yoel's next call, right? They were like, you cannot. He's got 24 calls left before the contract's up. I was like, God, what did well, we agree to? took it, man. I'm so honored <laughs> to be in the same air, airspace as that guy. Well, well you know, I, can you? I, I would shit if he showed up at the concentration cup or whatever it's called for the dark sumo thing. Consulate's cup. cup. Concentration <laughs> cup's a different thing. Sorry, guys. No, nope, that's. Nope. Uh, I've been reading too much World War II trivia. But if <laughs> if I'm like standing across from Yoel Romero and it's like you guys do the sumo, it's like fuck you, <laughs> doing sumo with that guy. Yeah, that guy. That guy in a Mawashi with his. Giant muscular cheeks sticking out. I just, I would concede that's out of it. I tell you, I wear that on Saturday. What? Okay? I didn't that's know. <laughs> I didn't know it was called a moashi, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I, I refer to it as Moisha. I wear a Moisha. Oh. Yeah, it's good. Very nice. I like. Anyway, bye again. I don't know why I'm still here. Um, okay, bye. I just looked up sumo thong. I think I have a better chance of being able to wear no. this. Wow! From well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna an land L in it. Got it. If uh, if uh, the people here will go along with me, so Derek, just to let you know in case there's for any reason a tie, oh. we do a tiebreaker okay. with two performances of the night. That's two individuals who will be recognized for performances of the night, typically, oh, okay. and one fight okay. of the night. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell us two people who you think will be singled out for performances of the night. You have the floor to pick those two people, sir. All right. Two people, performance of the night. I'm going to go with Dominic Reyes and Ketlin Vieira. Okay. 
And who do you have as the fight of the night? Uh, we're going to go with Dominic Reyes and Jan Blachowicz. Wow. All right. Kev? That's a fascinating, the, the, the double down on the Reyes. We'll see how the UFC's feeling. Sometimes they're like, here's four performances of the night and go fuck yourself yeah. by the night. And I'm still pissed they got rid of, <laughs> I'm still pissed they got rid of submission of the night. It just really, yeah. it was an incentivizer. Oh, I thought. I thought you were going to say that you were pissed they got rid of John Dobson. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. He was entertaining. You know what? I will Same. Be very honest with you. Kev has never really cared much about any division under 145. We have a policy right. on the show that they're all the same weight. If but... a swift wind machine can take you out of the cage, I'm not interested in watching you fight another rubber person. I've just never seen one of okay. them get knocked out or submitted because they're too tiny, they're too compact. Um, I no, I'm ready for this one. So I, I've got to go with Kara France first of all, and you know, don't be afraid Cara to Frank. hyphen. I'm about to get married. We're gonna do a hyphen. Now her last name. Oh, King. congrats! Thank you, thank you. Her last. What name's, are you taking her last? <laughs> her last name's King. It's a badass name. So we're gonna hyphenate it to no, where you're it's, taking her last name. Well, we're gonna double it. It's gonna be Phillips King. So now people are just gonna think we're royalty. So fuck <laughs> off, Garza. Yeah, <laughs> Kev Phillips King. That's cool. You took her last name. That's that's very progressive. We were gonna do King Phillips, very... but it was a little too pretentious. People thought that's just what I was announcing the wedding as. They were like, "God, he's got a lot of bravado." It was like, "It's her last name." They're like, "What?" It's like, "Yeah." Oh, okay. hello, everyone. King Phillips is here. Oh, there's applause <laughs> for everyone for the King Phillips. I yeah, have it on good authority. Thing. It's going to be Derek Queen Garza before. Oh, no. um, that's, that's a very Game of Thrones, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Queen. That takes me back to the day. <laughs> my old. That's my old surname. <laughs> so, Kev, you had France as one of them. Who was the other performance of the night? The next one goes to Adesanya. Okay. With the fight, the of, the fight night, of the night, uh, we do agree on that one. It's going to be Reyes versus Jan. All right. Well, we have a policy here, Derek, which is to defer to the okay. guest at the very beginning for the bet. Right. So do you have a bet in mind for Kevin? Yeah, let's just do um, – we'll do a uh, exchange of a shirt, and then we have to concede on a video post on Instagram – uh, that the other person is superior in their knowledge of mixed martial arts and all that uh, that entails as a shout out. I accept, not but a, not this a story, is a lot not more, a story, a post. A, this is a lot more lightweight carrying on my end than yours. Cause based off of your credentials, that black belt, just the general <laughs> fight stuff I've seen, it won't be that hard to pitch that you're a superior martial artist. But I will also <laughs> pitch that you're a superior comedian, and that will hurt me the same. So don't worry. It'll be a, a nice balance um, of when you have to inevitably. It's a win-win for all of us. Exactly. And plus, people are just going to think you're being <laughs> ironic when they're like, uh, Kevin's not better at jiu-jitsu than you. It's like, you don't know us. I could be. They're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> I do what I want. <laughs> uh, bet accepted, Raph. And I well, even wrote it, sounds... it down. Like we do have an accord here. Um, I would tell you this, Derek. It has okay. been great to host you here. We have a policy on the show, which is you'd play the game and then we invite you back the next week to talk fight results. Would you like to come back next week and discuss the fights? I would love to that come happen? back. I didn't even wait for you to finish that sentence. It's like I have no friends. Please invite me on. No, <laughs> he is lying. <laughs> well, the man please is talk to me. <laughs> very popular out in the Tejas, and I can tell you this because I definitely have seen the spirit and the soul of his students, and just general niceness and i know that we we talked earlier about how COVID has been such a bitch to all of these gyms yeah. but you've done uh -huh. an excellent job of adhering to those policies making sure your students were safe and i've been so happy to track your progress man and and one of the Thanks, things is man. we always root for our friends to pull out of these things and you know when i saw you even putting uh the sumo together i said Wow, what a cool way to get people not only back in but just excited about something new when they go back to your gym yeah. like I'm telling people we got to be creative in getting our friends and family back to training. And to me, I just said like, yo, I almost was just going to brag on your behalf. And I thought, you know, what's better than that bringing you on the show. So I'm so happy dude, you were I appreciate today that. happened, dude. 
Yeah, man, I, I have so much respect for what you do, and uh, I, I, yeah, you're great, man. I really appreciate the platform. I think it's fucking awesome, man. You're like putting people on and giving people an opportunity to speak about the shit they're doing, and I just think it's beautiful, man. So much, much love, seriously. Dark Clan Fight Lab. Dot hey, com. Oh, <laughs> There's a lot of teachers in Kansas that are like, I swear we taught him to read. That was on the agenda <laughs> and the curriculum. This is yeah. Definitely like the end performance that you see in a movie where the teacher goes, The kid couldn't read. He couldn't do it. And then he gives a big performance and, and goes, fucking did it, man. He I did it. can't read and everybody cheers and applause like yep no we we work toward that ending and i'm gliding right past his twitter profile that says he's an austinite even though he gave me shit about taking the denver night well, he's I like we're texans it's like not according to your twitter me. profile my man yeah i forgot i forgot i had twitter host <laughs> a host of the light of darkness yeah. podcast uh, a genuine good human being with one hell of a web page for your gym. I look at a lot of these just objectively. Thanks, it's, a, it's a very thank good you. website. Thank you. Thank you. So go train with him. I cannot wait to be Jeez. able to travel to Austin and make slow eye contact while you heel hook me. Yeah. When you come in, I would love to bring back my podcast and do an episode and dive into your fucking world, man. Well, get the LSD and sensor button ready, and we'll make sure <laughs> we do that. Okay, Joe Rogan. Um, hey, look into it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, Raph, are we, we're closed? We're ready to roll? Yeah, we're done. That's been Verbal Tap. Oh. Derek Garza. Love you guys. Love Black Panther and Road Warrior Animal and all the Dark Clan and all of everybody. Love y'all. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Please note, the new number is...